Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking with us. That's right. We are going to be interviewing each other. It is now time to celebrate our first full year of podcasting. Are we recording right now? Yes, we are recording. Woo-hoo! Right now. Okay, I'll have to take that down a couple notches. Hold on. Let me just take this Hold on what? Can I take this call real quick? No. At a, she's at a conference. It's the only time I can take it. Just give me one minute. In true small business fashion, we had to pause this in order for Kim to take a call because that's just the sort of business that we are in. <laughs> so I was looking at the past year and had some thoughts that I wanted to share with Kimberly. Did you realize in the last year since we've been doing this podcast, roughly, because we, we have missed a few weeks here and there, in terms of uploading episodes, but this being episode 53, this is officially a year's worth of podcasts plus one. Hmm. Since we started podcasting, we have started a new issue, our Westbrook issue. We have moved into our new office space, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal for me because I'm out of the basement, which is still a bit odd that I see sunlight <laughs> on days. I'm, I'm still not quite used to it. We have moved our house. Mm-hmm. We have moved from one town to another. And uh, we're still in Maine. Don't anybody panic. There's, it's still truth in advertising. It is, we are local in Maine. But we have moved homes. Our daughter has moved schools. Mm-hmm. And we have celebrated 17 years of being married. Yes. <laughs> and after a year of podcasting and us having to go through these podcasts, that's even more remarkable, <laughs> that's honestly. That, yes, that's a huge, huge win right there. Especially when you consider out of those 17 years, we have done this business for just about seven mm-hmm. of them. And then before that, we worked somewhat together because I, I was a freelancer working for you mm-hmm. for several years before that. So we've managed to make it through the majority of our marriage working together. Mm-hmm. Kids, I would not try this at home. And there's no shallow <laughs> graves in a backyard anywhere where one of us just does, suddenly doesn't show up anymore and nobody asks any questions about it. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is you, you we're really celebrating some wins yes. for this episode. Yes. <laughs> Those are some big wins. I think they are. Yeah. I think they, I mean, you know, trying to be a little less uh, sarcastic about it, but I think those are. It's it's very difficult yeah. to, to be married, to work together, and to mm-hmm. also do a podcast together and all of these things, mm-hmm. and, and to not... Uh, to not get sick of each other. So congratulations on not being uh, being sick of me. Yes, congratulations to you too. <laughs> <laughs> People are listening to this now going, what have I tuned into? <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to have a little full disclosure. Mm-hmm. So sure. we are going to interview ourselves because we this is how we started off this podcasting yeah. journey with the first episode interviewing each other. We mm-hmm. do have different questions. So, uh, Kim, I believe uh, your your question is the first. So what has been the most surprising part of podcasting for you? I think for me, it's been the stories 
which isn't all that surprising. It's it's I think the fact that the the stories have been even though each story is unique to that person and that person's journey, business, art, whatever, that there are a lot of similarities. And mm. that after we've recorded mm-hmm. 50 odd episodes of this, it's it's really easy to start seeing some of those similarities and how people have their journeys there, there are some common threads that you can draw and that you start hearing similar stories from people just taking place at different times in different areas in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of been the surprising thing for me, even though it, it really should be pretty obvious. But it, 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 that is the thing that kind of stands out to me. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I would say definitely the stories. I mean, just how inspired I have been to hear just the wide array of stories from people, business owners, local Mm -hmm. people, to musicians, to, you know, corporate leaders. I feel like every time we get to hear someone's story, we get to take a part of that and a part of that and even apply it to our own lives. You know, we get Mm -hmm. to hear these, their, their wins. And it's just, it's, I always leave very inspired when I get to hear other people's stories, just how they've gone through what they've gone through and changes that maybe they had to make. And I guess that's been really the big part for me is just the takeaway of, you know, of people's wins, just how inspiring that's been. I will second that. Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. So how has this changed your perception of business and business owners? So I think as far as business owners, we're all just trying to do the best that we can. You know, everybody's just trying to do the best that they can. They're trying to get up each day and really do their best. And, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. We're, we're not robots. We fail. Um, we have, you know, we have failures. And I think that just looking at that business owners and how they've been able to persevere even through just what we've gone through in the past year, those failures and how they've been able to pivot. I think that being a business owner is not <laughs> for the faint of heart. Mm. You know, you you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And at the end of the day, you're the one that's accountable. You know, you're the one that's accountable for putting food on the table and for making sure things are done. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's just given me, a, I guess, a, a broader perspective of what it takes to be a business owner. And the challenges that business owners have to go through and um, that sort of thing. Hmm. I think for me to separate out business and business owners, Mm -hmm. it's made me think of business in somewhat different terms. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I think of businesses in terms of stories now, Mm. just from hearing so many stories and, Mm -hmm. and what has been the journey of this business and how has it gone from here to there and where is it going next? Whereas before... Because of my place in our business, so it, a little bit of background, if someone happens to be stumbling in on this on episode four, 53 and knows nothing about us, first of all, welcome. We appreciate you stopping by and we hope that you'll enjoy this. But Kim is the sales portion of our business and is the, the shining, radiant, gorgeous <laughs> face of Keep It Local Maine that everybody Too knows kind. and loves. And I am am on the graphics, like kind of execution side, like I, I'm the one doing the stuff and doing the print layout and designing ads and stuff like that. And I tend to hide away in my office and 
I'm quite happy that I'm not the bright, shining face of Keep It Local <laughs> Maine, and that most people have no idea of, of what I look like unless they've happened to see the one or two photos of me that, that somehow that Kim manages to sneak out onto social media. I'm quite happy with that. So for me, I think of business in very kind of tactical, not black and white, because, you know, we design in color. Uh, it's it's very, but very much in a how do I convey these things? I have, a, I have a checklist of things to do that I need to include in this ad. And I think of, I could think of businesses very easily in that way. Whereas now, I, I think much more about the narrative of the business mm-hmm. and what's going on behind the business. And it's made business a lot more personal for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's a bit of the nature of just how it works for me. Because you get a chance to talk to all the people and you get a chance to really get in depth. Whereas for me, when we're doing an issue, I'm, I'm dealing with anywhere from you know, 20 to 40 different people. Mm-hmm. And and I don't necessarily have time to get into all of that. And I don't have the, the venue for that a lot of the times. I'm mm-hmm. dealing with just how can I make your business look good in print and online? Mm-hmm. Where now I think a lot more about that and I've come to recognize a lot more of that and I've incorporated the people we've talked to into you know, that information into when I talk to them via email and I think more about that and it's kind of helped flesh out my perception of business into make it more human, I guess, which is weird. You would think that Mm -hmm. having done this this long, but I do, I do everything by email. So it's not necessarily always connecting a face with the person I'm, I'm talking with. Again, I'm thinking about their ad and I want to make the ad as great as possible. Mm -hmm. And as far as business owners, I, I guess it, I said I was going to separate those two out, and it goes the same. I, I now, I, th- I think of people more as people, mm. which is really showing my introvertedness mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it is. It, this is this has been so so much fun for me to to actually mm-hmm. be able to connect those dots, right? Without having to be in a room full of people, which frightens me. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, what has been the most fun part? Would you say of of, of podcasting? You know. It's been uh, having a chance for us to show our personality a little bit mm-hmm. because you're very conscious of, of making sure you have a favorite side when you take photos. <laughs> you want to make sure that I use the right photo. I always hear, which photo are you going to use? Right before, and we were talking about this even before, what, what's the screenshot going to be used? I think you ought to use this one. I'm just like, send me whatever photo you want me to use. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't particularly care. I look, I, most of the time I could have my eyes closed in it and you're just like, I look fantastic in this one. Use that. We're using it. You know, meanwhile, my eyes are closed. I have a weird expression on my face and I've got a pimple, you know, the size of a golf ball. But I look good. Exactly. But Kim, Kim looks fantastic. The weave is on point. The makeup is there. Everything is great. Run with it. And I'm okay with that. Because again, I'm not the bright, shining face of Keep It Local Maine. But I think it's been good. It's been a lot of fun for us to show our personality mm-hmm. and to, I don't want to say brand because it's, that's such a thing, mm. you know, but it's fun to incorporate who we are more into the business and, and to show people that mm-hmm. show or, or, you know, so they can hear it. Mm-hmm. One of these days will be on video, but again, Kim is needs to be on point and to make sure that's you know we need to have we need to have better lighting in my office in order to make an artist on staff yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be coming in 2025 so you can look <laughs> yeah. forward to that in a couple of years and by then we'll be on to there won't be it won't even be video online anymore it'll be like beam directly into our brains yeah. 
but that's been uh, that's been one of the most fun things for me and just watching you get more comfortable doing this Mm -hmm. and and enjoying yourself um i think that's those have been the really fun parts for me what about you yeah i think it's been i feel like our podcast we laugh a lot and i feel like mostly at ourselves which is good but no i feel like a lot of our guests you know 90 percent of our guests i feel like most of them had never been on a podcast before. And it, that has been, that was really, really fun for me to see these people that were so nervous about being on a, on a podcast and just seeing them open up and laugh mm. and be comfortable and just laughing. I feel like we do a lot of laughing on the show. And so that has been really fun for me. Laughter is good. It's good medicine. And so just being, I feel like every time we do a podcast, we get to laugh. And so that Mm. has, you know, laugh with our guests. I feel like that's been, you know, probably the funnest part for me. I try to bring the chuckles Mm -hmm. because then you like to cry during podcasts. I do cry. You know what? I do cry. (laughs) I've cried a lot. I'd say, I'd say, you know, you you, you like to throw that 90% of the people who've had on have never done podcasts. I would say a good 20% of the podcasts you cry. Uh, Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Those stories can get touchy. There's a couple times you didn't <laughs> actually feeling. say it on the podcast, but I looked over and you're wipe you're wiping your eyes yep. and you know, you've got a little snot bubble action going on and <laughs> it's del- it's starting to I'm devolve. Holding back the ugly cry. It's starting to devolve into that point where I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be a mess yep. here in a second. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's been that's been really a joy for me is is you know, having people on and just watching them just let down their guard and you know, just share their story and Laugh. Mm. Yeah. So what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned over the past year? Okay. First of all, that was my question. Oh, crap. That's okay. that's in my color. So. Okay, go. But no, we're going to leave that in. No, Because that's, that's a thing. Like, you know what? <laughs> this, this episode here, I might not even edit it at all. We should have just done you this one what? live. So what has? What's been the biggest lesson that you've I, learned I, I, over I, the past year? The biggest lesson that I've learned, I guess it's just that all skills will come in handy if you if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. All the skills that you have learned in your life, if you look hard enough and you look for the opportunities, you can utilize them. Because great example, or not so great example, I've forgotten all of my high school math. Just it's at some point, I apparently erased that part of my brain and now our daughter's in high school and doing high school math. I don't know what's going on. I go in the, I go hide in the closet. I can't, I can't. I got no idea. I don't know what, a gra- I don't even know how to use a graphing calculator. No idea. No. So, but if you, if you look for opportunities to use those skills, you'll find them. And doing these podcasts has just reinforced for me that all the, all the time I spent editing audiobooks, all the time that I spent mm-hmm. doing college radio, all the time I spent, even, even in doing audiobooks, not necessarily the editing and, and the proofing and, and all of that, but working with someone that was in another room that I couldn't see, mm-hmm. that I'm just talking to over a microphone and they've got their microphone and headphones and, and making them feel at ease and trying to keep their energy up and all of the all of those skills that I learned because I was again as an introvert that's not my natural thing is to be all hey let me try and be conversational and uh, no I'm much more likely to be hanging out reading a book in the mm-hmm. corner but having to learn those skills mm-hmm. comes in handy when you're doing a podcast and it all kind of comes together in terms of pulling this thing into a a thing mm-hmm. even though I kind of vaguely knew that from doing podcasting a little bit before this this has been a great example because it's not the same person mm-hmm. every single week that I'm talking with. Right. 
It's new people always coming in and trying to, again, make them feel comfortable like we do because, you know, you're, you're so welcoming just in general. That's oh, natural. Thanks. But at least I feel much more comfortable being welcoming and outgoing when they're in one place and I'm in another and they can't <laughs> see me. It just makes me feel so much more comfortable. And mm-hmm. again, that says a lot about me and I'm working through that. <laughs> yep. But it is just reassuring to know like, oh, all those skills do come together. As long as you look for those opportunities to yeah. use them, you can find them. Right. And how about you? What has been your biggest lesson that you've learned in this past year? Oh, gosh, so many. I think, you know, the phrase, this too shall pass. I think in business and, and, you know, you can have those times where it's, where it's really hard and you, you have to get out of that mindset of it's just going to continue to be hard. And I think trying to surround yourself with people that kind of get what you're going through can help build you up in those times as a business owner, other entrepreneurs, other business owners. And that's one thing that I was very thankful for in the past you know, year and a half is, you know, I was part of a publisher's group of just with some amazing people um, that we really came together and were supportive of each other. We shared ideas. And that was really cool because you could look at us as, you know, all kind of competitors, right? Because we're all in the same field. We're all selling advertising. We all publish. But if you can kind of put that mindset aside and just look at people as people, as, as other business owners, it's just amazing really what can happen. And so I had the privilege of being part of this publishers group with, you know, Carolyn Delaney, who is the publisher of Journey Magazine. She's doing absolutely amazing, amazing things in the community. She is such a gift to Maine. And also Heather Chandler, who's the owner and the publisher of The Sunrise Guide, as well as Green Main Homes. And also Stan Rintz, who is the publisher of the Maine Brew and Beverage Activity Maine and Race Maine. And just being able to surround myself and be in a group of just like-minded people and other business owners, other publishers. You know, I think that that's huge. I think it's huge to be able to just have those people in your corner people that can get what you're going through in the good and the bad and the ugly. Hmm. You know, it's been a a huge learning lesson. So if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, you know, that is what I would say is get your people, you know, get your people that will kind of hold you up, hold you accountable and walk alongside you as you're on your journey um, with your business. And that can, can lend an ear and advice and wisdom and uh, encouragement. I mean, that's that's really huge. You, you need that in business. I think we all need that. Mm. True. Very, very true. So since you've been podcasting for a year before we started, you know, the Keep It Local Maine podcast, what advice would you have for someone thinking of getting into podcasting? I would say give it some thought. Actually examine why you want to do it, what you're looking to accomplish, what you want to talk about. And what really is going to interest you enough to want to do this every week or every other week or however, whatever interval you want. Most, I mean, most podcasts are, are weekly. I think there are some that are bi-weekly. You might even have some that are monthly. And if, you're, if your content is good enough, the audience will be there waiting for your next episode. But think about what it is that you want to do. And is it something that is exciting enough to you that you are passionate about enough mm-hmm. to want to do over and over and over and over again. 
because mm-hmm. it's it's not just a quick and easy thing. There is there's a lot of work to it. There's a lot of behind the scenes work to it. There is your recording. There is your editing. There is the the promotion, the publication. All of those things mm-hmm. take time. Yeah. You know, for instance, when you're talking about say you want a 30 minute podcast, you can count on spending at least an hour editing it. Mm. Uh, yeah. A general rule of thumb is however much finished audio, whatever the finished product is going to be, mm-hmm. plan on spending at least twice that right. in order to get it to that point because you're going to be going slower. You're going to be listening to things back. You're going to have to do the actual edit. You're going to, have to then go back and make, listen to make sure you got it right. Sometimes, even if you're experienced at doing this, you didn't do it right. You got to go, you got to, you know, control Z, undo, go back and redo it and then listen to it again. So now you're mm-hmm. up to two, three, four times of listening to the same five seconds. Mm-hmm. So make sure it's something that you really and truly are passionate about. Now, that's not to deter anyone from, from doing a podcast or anything like that. But one thing that you can look at is if it's just something where, oh, well, we want a podcast for this or that and the other, you can partner with people. Mm. If it's purely about getting your name out there, right. you can partner with people. Like we've partnered with all of our guests to to, to promote their business mm-hmm. and to, to promote their stories. We do sponsorships for this podcast. Yes. So if you're looking for just purely, we I, w- I want to get my business's name out there, but I don't know if I want to do the investment of time and, and equipment and everything else and experience. Experience is the big one. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a lot of experience to get good at it. You can get sponsorships for podcasts mm-hmm. and get your name mentioned and not have to do all of the, the stuff that is involved in producing the podcast itself. Bottom line is, too, it's also easier to work with somebody who's already doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's also an option. So we're accepting sponsors now, just so you know. <laughs> always are and and the other thing too is if you just if it's about you want to be you you're like you know what i've got a story i'd like to tell it you can always Mm -hmm. get in touch with us and we we can talk some more about that yeah absolutely so this is our these are two of our questions and i love these questions oh boy we're gonna do these for ourselves yeah we're gonna do these for ourselves and i i look forward to hearing the answers to these questions every every time that we ask them and we're not going to get rid of these we're going to keep on asking these questions selfish reasons really but how would you say you define Success. Wow. So they, now I totally understand why everyone that we interview does that sigh right yeah. before. It is. It's a. It is a big question. And I. I. I foolishly should have gone back and listened to what my answer was for episode one. And nah, then I. I could. Okay. I could sound so much more intelligent and deep mm-hmm. and philosophical than I am going to right now. I define success by the amount of margin that I have right now. And maybe that's a kind of a symptom of living through a, a pandemic. But I now look at how much margin do I have, mm-hmm. and that is a that is one of the metrics I use for success. Because the more margin I have, the more ability I have to be a good husband, uh, a good father, uh, a good business owner, uh, just in general a good person and good to myself and and taking care of myself and the people around me. Because if you're I'll take it, I was going to say, if you're, I'll put it to me. If I'm running at 100%, 100% of the time, I have no room for anything. Mm-hmm. I can only do the things that I'm doing now. And if something goes wrong or some opportunity comes up or there's something that's happening that I want to be able to do, I can't do it. So I don't want to be working at 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. Now success for me is how much margin can I afford to have? How many hours can I afford to not work so that I have opportunity to 
to spend time as a family, to spend time going to the gym, which is something that I've started doing. You know, how much, how much of that do I have? Mm -hmm. Because then I, that's how I kind of measure success right now for me. Mm -hmm. How about you? Well, it's funny you said that. I'm going to use the word time. I was thinking about it. It's all about time. You know, like you said, especially being a, a business owner and an entrepreneur, often we can, like they say, we, we can work 80, 100 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. rather than working a 40 hour job. Yeah. And I think it's really about focusing on healthy time management. And I've not always been great at this. But when I say time, what that means is having the time to go to something at, you know, my daughter's school and not having to feel guilty about it. You know, having the time to volunteer or do something in the community, um, having time t- to grieve, you know, because we all go through uh, times in our life where we lose loved ones and having that space and that time to grieve as mm-hmm. as we know. You know, so I think that a success is really about being able to carve out and have the space and the time to, like you said, to prioritize family um, relationships and even self-care, you know, and I think that, like I said, I don't always do the best at it, but that has really been something that I would say would define success for me is, is really learning, learning how to have better time management so that you can do all those things. Mm-hmm. Right on. Mm-hmm. Now the next question, I'm going to ask this one cause you've jumped I all over my yours. question a couple times now, stole my thunder stole my thunder as Mm -hmm. it were who or what inspires you well i can't just say one thing so i'm often inspired by first of all the underdog i'm always inspired by the underdog for those that are we talking about the cartoon no okay i'm just i just want to make sure not the underdog you know like the story of rocky the story of those people that have had to persevere through just so many challenges. Instead, when they should have or could have given up, they just persevere and they just remain steadfast. And I always inspired by hearing people's stories about perseverance and just when when looking from the outside, anyone would have given up. They just continue to put one step in front of the other. They continue just to take each day as it comes. And so I think I'm, I'm often inspired for I'm often inspired by those types of of people and always rooting for, you know, the underdog. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by by what you create and how creative you are. You know, we are totally opposite. Um, And I I think (laughs) that... No, I had noticed. Yes. (laughs) So I'm inspired by the fact that we can balance each other. You know, we are are very opposite, but you bring parts to um, our business in our lives where I'm maybe a little weaker, you know? So I, that inspires me is the talents that you have and just to see you use, use those talents. And I'm also inspired by our daughter, you know? Um, She is just an amazing artist and just to watch her grow in her gift of this, just to watch her grow in this gift that she's been given. It's just kind of mind blowing to see how far she's come in that. And so she just, uh, her work, her art inspires me. And I'm just, I feel very thankful that, um, that I get to be her mom and I get to be your wife. Oh, a little mushy there. But you didn't cry, which I, I kind of feel like, <laughs> no. I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know if you went deep enough there. Oh, please. 
<laughs> well, you stole a couple of mine, at least one, because I was going to say our daughter as well. It's funny because I call myself a graphic artist, and then when I see what she's doing, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm playing with like, I'm playing with crayons, and not even like, <laughs> not even like the Crayola crayons. I'm talking like the big old crayons that you give to a toddler, like those kind of yeah. the crayons that are like the size of a magic marker. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm working with compared to what she's doing. She is remarkable and is so detail oriented in what she's what she does and is exploring you know, new medium and, and, you know, wanting to do like watercolors because, oh, I haven't done watercolors in a while. Okay. She does a watercolor and it's amazing. Yeah. Like her first watercolor and it's just, it's beautiful. And, you know, even her pencil sketches and her, her paints and all of those are just remarkable to me because I can't even conceive of how she conceives of it. I know. I don't, I don't understand. I would sit there forever trying to figure out where to draw the first line and she just starts going. Right. And it, it reminds me of, and it should, it's not surprising because she's been drawing since forever. Mm-hmm. And really should have gotten a hint of this when we went to Disney World a couple of years ago. And we just so happened to be there when they were doing an art festival yeah. at Epcot Center. And like 75% of our day at Epcot was us kind of hanging out, killing time while she was doing these art classes. Yeah. And we were just like, she doesn't want to go on this ride or that ride or this ride. No, she yeah. wants to sit here because there is a Disney animator who's going to sit here and teach her how to draw characters and perspective and all this. And okay. Yeah. So it shouldn't be surprising, but it's, it still shocks me sometimes when she shows me stuff that she's done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. I, haven't, I don't have the words for it. Mm-hmm. So she's inspiring. Also, just how kind she is mm-hmm. and how, how gentle she can be mm-hmm. um, and, and just what a what a good human being mm-hmm. she is growing into mm-hmm. um, so that's inspiring to me mm-hmm. uh, you are inspiring to me of course because you are very dedicated to to what we do and your your energy in terms of getting stuff done and in being able to to keep persevering because in your end of the business you hear a lot of no's mm. and that's tough as as someone who booked a band, two bands, uh, yeah, uh, hearing no all the time is is tough. Mm-hmm. And so I, that is inspiring to me how you keep moving forward and you keep your energy and you keep your excitement about this business. Mm-hmm. And then also just seeing you you get so good at this, you know, because I I figured you would be, but you 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 even surpassed what I figured, and I, I already had a, a pretty lofty expectation of how good you would be at, at doing this. Uh, and I figured, oh, well, I'll carry the show. No, no, Kim carries the show. As, no, as, as, as no. it should be. As it should be. <laughs> the bright, shining face of Keep It Local Maine should also be the bright, shining voice of Keep It Local no, Maine. No, everybody always remarks on, oh, Todd. Todd has such a great voice. Todd has such a great voice for podcasting. Like, well, what am yeah. I? What, what, what about me? Yeah, and I've got I've got a face meant for radio. So you, no, you, you gotta, don't. You have to balance that. You have no. to balance those things. And I've also been really inspired by a lot of the people that we have we've mm, interviewed for sure. Just hearing their stories yeah. and 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 how they approach their work and and their passion is very inspiring to me. Yeah, for sure. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And I'm excited to hear, you know, lots more stories moving forward Mm. in the new year. So, Kimberly, thank you for taking this time out to to talk and and coming in from the other room. (laughs) 
and, uh, and talking with me. I really appreciate that. You're so welcome. And Thank you for having me on the show, Todd. And we'll have, uh, we'll have links to your... Oh, wait. Yeah, they're already in there. <laughs> but this has, this has been really interesting. And I'm yeah. looking forward to the next uh, 51 episodes now. For sure. Because now we've, we've embarked on year two. Season two. We've, Season two. We've been renewed. Yeah. By popular demand. <laughs> to do another season so we're looking forward to that and we've we've already got some pretty cool guests lined up mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be able to stay tuned for those and uh, if you haven't subscribed by all means please do so yes. you can find us on pretty much any any podcast streaming service just search for Keep It Local Main Podcast and I'm pretty sure you're going to find us we are out mm-hmm. there in, in many many places mm-hmm. you can also follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter and YouTube all of those are in the show notes mm-hmm. that you can uh click on those and subscribe to your heart's content and we certainly appreciate everybody who has listened to the podcast downloaded and especially mm-hmm. yes. we are we are very grateful to all of our guests yes. over the past yes. year thank uh, you so much to all of our guests who have come on the show and allowed us to share their stories and um, have opened up it has been just a journey and it's just been such an uh, amazing journey and we hope to tell many stories to come and share many stories to come. Yes. Okay, I'll edit that out. Yeah. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out. You can try and tell me quietly, <laughs> and I st- I'm still not going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs>